I'm Lippy. And I'm Grumpy. Together, we're Lippy and Grumpy do podcasting. In this episode, many apologies, Leodama roulette, gorilla glue update, and cats on Zoom. Now, Lippy, I've got a few apologies from last week's episode. Mm, I think you do. Yes, there are. So there were some odd noises in the latter part of the recording, and I think it was me banging the desk. Or possibly me banging my desk. Or was it your soundtrack it was coming from? It was coming from my soundtrack, uh. yes. So uh, so hands away from the desk today. So yeah. Hopefully none of that. Also, for some reason, you come through a lot louder than I do on the tracks, I'm just naturally a loud person, though, so... Oh, this is magnificently loud. Oh. To the point where I can't see the waveform very well for me. Oh, interesting. And what I was doing was cutting out silences, and when I listened to it one last time, realised I got a little bit over-enthusiastic with, <laughs> the, uh, with the cutting. So I've worked out how to change the scale on mine so I can see the beginning of words, because that's what I was cutting out, mm. so... Hopefully this week's will be a bit better. Yeah. It just obviously knows which voice is more interesting, so it makes it louder. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it was <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. And I have to apologise to Davros for accusing him of being slightly inebriated while sending last one, well, the week before last email. Apparently he's been sober since the... or dry, as he says. So maybe the chair's got a bit... Uh, lacking a bit of oil since the 4th of January. Yeah, that's quite impressive, to be honest. It is quite impressive. I, there is an end date, but we're not sure what it is. Uh, yeah. I would imagine it's when we can get back in the local pub. Oh, hopefully soon. Well, let's hope. Anyway, apologies done. At the end of last week's show, I mentioned something about digging a hole and jumping through the earth, mm. which, on reflection, was a bit ridiculous. Yes. Or was it? Mm, yes. <laughs> I did a little bit of research and I found a number, or two articles particularly. One was very mathematically uh, about whether this is possible or not. So you have to put aside the fact that you're going through something that's very, very hot. Yes, obviously. Which is, little, which is you haven't got to get far down before it's going to scorch a bit. So mm. that aside, there's all sorts of freaky maths bits about the earth rotating and you banging into the side of the tube and all sorts of stuff. Mm. But the most interesting thing is, is when you pop out the other side, due to some freaky physics, you'll end up bouncing back up the tube again. Don't ask me why. I'll put links if you're desperate <laughs> to find out more. But basically what they're suggesting is you would just forever be going through this tube from one side to the other and then bouncing back again. So... It's possible, but ill-advised. Yeah, just a grab and roll, really. Get someone waiting for you. Don't try it at home, basically. <laughs> anyway, you mentioned about haircuts and being nabbed by the police for having a haircut. I did. I tried to find the sources and couldn't, but I did find that 31 Met Police officers had got into a bit of trouble for having a haircut at work. I feel like that is slightly different. The same as, like... The people, the like footballers and the rugby players, they're probably still getting their hair cut, but it'll be one person cutting the hair for the team or one person cutting the hair for that force. Like, if you've got a very buzzed cut and you now have long hair, that is going to slightly affect how you work. It does seem a bit extreme, particularly to find them £200 each. Yeah, I feel like that's a bit unfair. 
seems a bit excessive, but then I don't know. Because it's very obvious that some rugby players have had their hair cut. Well, it could be their partners doing it at home. Yeah, true. That is true. Same for the the police people, though. Yes, except they were found having a marathon haircut session. So, yeah. uh, yeah, So that was. Yes, that's the safest way to do it, really, isn't it? (laughs) All in one go. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? So we didn't talk about cars last week, so I'm going to talk about them this week. Oh no. Yeah, more more concept cars. And this time it's from the 1990s. I found a source of them on Classic and Sports Car Magazine website, Mm. which I'll share. And they're cool because they're absolutely fantastic. It's designers gone mad, basically. And they're they're glorious. So if you'd like a bit of glorious car design, then have a look at the, uh, the link that's on our website. Thank you. And then I, uh, what? I was saying thank you thank for you. providing the link. I don't have much else to input oh. when it comes to cars. <laughs> I was just being polite. No, that's 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 very true. Very true. And then I was making some breakfast of a piece of toast with some Leodama cheese on it. Mm-hmm. And I had a bit of an epiphany about Leodama cheese. Yeah. And I came up with the concept of Leodama roulette. Oh, what's that? You open the packet of Leodarm, and for mm. those of you that have never come across the cheese, it's cheese with lots of holes in it. Yes. And I looked at it, and I thought, there is almost as much air in there as there is cheese, hence the Leodarm roulette. So whichever packet you open, you have a look. Are you going to get mostly cheese, or are you going to get mostly air, or obviously somewhere in between? Mm. Which could be quite disappointing. We're fancying a nice bit of cheese, and 50% of it is air. Going to be a bit of disappointment, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's not a lot you can do about that, though, because the cheese has holes in it. I went onto the Leodama website because I wasn't Mm. sure whether it was sold by weight or slices. And being too lazy to walk downstairs and have a look in the fridge, I decided to turn to the internet. Obviously. Anyway, on their, yeah, obviously, on their frequently asked questions page, without an apostrophe in the wrong place, I hasten to add, there is, how do we make sure each slice is the same weight with all the holes? Aha. Uh-huh. So it turns out they have very, very sophisticated slicing machines mm. that looks at the amount of holes on the incoming piece of cheese and adjusts the width accordingly. That actually makes sense because I had a packet the other day and one of the slices was a lot thicker than the others and it had different holes. It was like the last one. So it was obviously like from a different yeah. batch of cheese um, and it was a lot thicker. So that's interesting that actually. And what's more, I quite like a tour of the uh, Leodama factory when we can get back out again. I'm so there for that. I am going to contact them and see if we can do a Lippy and Grumpy broadcast from the factory. Yes. Do you think they'll let us bring flasks of wine as well? Well, I don't see why not. We could always sit in the car park. We're bound to get some freebies, aren't we? A couple of packets of Leodama and a bottle of Blue Nun. Yes, let's do it. We'll need to desig- We'll need to appoint a designated driver. Oh, yeah, or Uber or something. I don't know where oh, they yeah. are, actually. I think they've- I've just looked it up, and Leodama, not surprisingly, is made in the Netherlands. Oh, well, that'll be a nice holiday then. Well, it'll be a nice trip. I might have to go and buy some cheese now. That counts as an essential shop, doesn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> just some Leodama cheese. Does. Yes, even if it's just Leodama and a bottle of Blue Nun. And a box of coleslaw. And this week I came across the work of a gentleman called James Fridman. I hope I've pronounced his name correctly. Who has the most amazing Photoshop skills. 
he's got this amazing niche where people will send him one of their photographs and ask him to adjust it in some way. The mm. problem is that he then interprets that completely differently from the intended result. One of my favourite examples is there's a couple on the sandy beach and in the background there's a lady on just by the, the shore. One says to James, could you please remove my friend from the background? Which he does and then places her right in front of the couple on the sand, which clearly <laughs> is not what was intended, but has actually followed the instructions. That's so his, funny. Uh, his Instagram feed, and we'll, we'll have a link on the on our website, mm. it's just full of these. It and is spectacular. Brilliant. It is spectacularly good. There's no I two ways about it. If you sent a photo and you sent also sent a very detailed description of what you wanted, like full pedantic see if he could still sort of work around it. That that would be very interesting to be very specific and see if yeah. um, see if you get back something a bit daft. And I wonder if he does send back the funny and the actual picture that they've asked for. No, I think it's just the funny one. I, he's <laughs> he's 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 built up this uh, persona on the internet for doing mm. amazing bits of photoshop work by following blindly the instructions. Yeah. <laughs> So highly recommended checking that out. It is uh, it's spectacular, and he, he pops up every now and then. And he was in the press last week, which is mm. why I why I spotted it. I feel like that's hours of scrolling though through his whole Instagram, just looking at every single one of them because they're all slightly different as well. They are very different, mm. and I think you would probably have to uh, restrain yourself a little bit, otherwise your buttocks would go very numb on the toilet. <laughs> So you had a bit of an incident this week, oh, I believe. I did. Give oh, me blood. I did. I don't know if any of our our listener <laughs> has ever given blood. Listeners, be positive. Sorry, listeners have ever given blood, but you they put you in this kind of bucket chair and then the bu- it moves like back so that you're laying down whilst you're giving the blood and you have this rest for your arm to go on where the needle is. I won't be I won't describe it in too much detail for those who are a bit squeamish. Um, but well, afterwards, be me. <laughs> oh, I sent a photo through to you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I passed out. Oh God. Anyway, um, so after they've taken your your needle out, you obviously have to put pressure on where it is just to help clot it. So they give you this little cotton bud, and you put the pressure on, and then they put the plaster on, and then these two like tubey things tape those on and that has to stay on for six hours but whilst you when they first put it on you have to so your left arm is the arm that's inject this had the needle your right arm then has to hold pressure onto the spot where the needle went in whilst you're trying to get out of this chair so ah, now i understand the problem you have no hands it's it's not easy on a good day really They do pop you back up a bit because they do it slowly to make sure you don't pass out. And then the technique I've gone for in the past that has usually worked quite well is shuffle forwards until you kind of get to the edge of the bucket and then you like jump and slide out at the same time. It's a bit of a weird movement whilst no hands, obviously, because you're holding onto your arm. So I went to start this process having forgotten I was wearing fake leather trousers on a plastic chair so I went to slide 
and just didn't move. And I went again and just didn't move and looked at the nurse and she looked at me and just, I just burst out laughing. And I was like, I think I'm stuck. She was like, oh, do you need some help? So she's wetting herself laughing. I'm wetting myself laughing. I had to, I had to take my hand off. I had to use both my hands to get out of the chair, which they don't like you doing, but I was so stuck and she was laughing. She was like, I wouldn't wear those trousers next time. And I just walked off laughing. Yeah, that was, that was helpful, wasn't it? (laughs) I'd spotted that. Yeah, next time I won't. Yeah, I guess it's a little bit like the dentist chairs can be a, a little bit like that, although mm. they have the advantage of being, they tip you up before they, they throw you out. Yeah. But I find, because I've got quite long legs, is my legs hang over the end, and then when I try and get out, I start crashing into all sorts of appendages from the chair, <laughs> and a tray of instruments and, and yeah. what have you, and it's it's all all a bit awkward. Really. All a bit. It's, they're just yes. so buckety, these chairs, that yeah. they're hard enough to get out of in normal trousers, let alone Dicky trousers that don't allow you to shuffle. Why are they that shape? I think it's it's more for support in case you pass out. Not sure that's likely, but uh, that's a reasonable reason. What passing out after giving blood? Well, no, falling out the chair. No, I understand you pass oh, I out. See. I see. But yeah, yeah. falling out of the chair when you've passed out seems a little unlikely on the basis that trolleys in hospitals are flat. Well, yeah, but you're lying down then, aren't you? Yeah, true. Whereas yeah. you're you're trying to stand up. <laughs> Oh, I see what you mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, they just they just made it very hard to stand up, which must then increase the number of pass-outs. Mm, yeah, the who, exertion. Who knows? who knows? But the best bit is the biscuit after. I had a club orange this time. That's quite um, quite posh. Yeah, it was. I was impressed. They don't normally have such fancy biscuits. They normally have the little packets of uh, custard creams, but in the little clear plastic packaging rather than like a packet of custard creams just like your cheapy ones yes i'd expect a packet of happy shopper custard creams Mm. because the crisps they have are rogue crisps they don't have fancy crisps i might have a packet of crisps next time i'm booked in for june do you have to book in your snack as well at the same time or do you just have no it's uh it's a first come first actually to be honest the amount of snacks they have is ridiculous could you say, mm, I'm still feeling a bit faint. I better, not have, better have another three. I, I've had at least three before. When I used to go in Cranley quite a lot, and like they start to recognise you a little bit, and like you have a little chat, and they ask how you are. And I was sat down, and um, and she was like, oh, go on, you can have another one if you, if you want to, because you have to wait a certain amount of time before you're allowed to leave. So tip is, look faint and gobble them down quickly. Yes, yeah. And just ask. They're so lovely. They they would happily give you more snacks. Yeah, until you become known as the blood bank biscuit snatcher. <laughs> I'll let you know how my next one goes because it's at a different venue. They might not be as ah, oh, that would be interesting. As giving out, no, they might not be, snacks. or they may maybe, or maybe your reputation would have preceded you. Oh. I made friends with the nurse though that stabbed me. He was lovely. Yeah, it told me I had deep veins. Ooh, is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's not a good thing for giving blood, apparently. Because <laughs> he was because I have a lot of um, needle scars on my arm from where I give blood, which is a there's a whole other funny story about that. So I I still get the scars from the thing, which is not that normal either. Um, but it's because my veins are so deep, they have to like really shove the needle in to get to my veins. Sorry for anyone who's squeamish. But they always hit the vein yeah, and the blood me. always comes out. 
It's fine. Oh, that's, that's okay. Didn't beat my record this time, though. It took me seven minutes. Anyway, away from the blood bank on <laughs> the ski slopes. I'm not sure where this was. Uh, the friend of mine sent me a link to a BBC Sports page about this astonishing accident with the men's downhill. Uh, this guy's doing... Uh, was it 90-odd kilometres mm. an hour? Was it faster than that? It might have been faster than that, actually. And he basically stumbled as he's going around this corner and somehow managed to recover. It is the most amazing recovery I've ever seen in my life. It, it was, was spectacular. so we'll impressive. Link on the website. Unbelievable. Now, I'm very good at the beginning bit where you stumble, but <laughs> the recovery, I've never been able to manage. When you catch your ski and you... He did a full front roll as well and then landed on his skis backwards. It was, it's very impressive. Well, I don't want to spoil it, but it is it is worth watching because it is an amazing, amazing recovery. Mm. And um, you, you start off and you see it, you go, oh, that's going to hurt. Yeah. That's going to hurt. Oh, blimey. How did he manage that? I mean, it obviously had hurt himself a bit. But... Yeah, it looked like he was in pain when he finished, but... Yeah. Not as much as he could have been. No, indeed not. And in other shock news last week was Weetabix oh issuing a suggestion. Do you eat them with baked beans? Oh, and that literally made me laugh. This is what I do love about like a kind of new marketing and so new social media marketing is there is this kind of funnier approach where companies don't have to necessarily be sensible all the time and some of the yeah, responses uh, yeah. from the other companies on this yeah. have just been absolutely hysterical well presumably all the twitter accounts are owned by the pr companies yeah including one from the police i think oh really yeah <laughs> there was a police um company that uh station that got tagged on it that um had a very funny response what an amazing piece of marketing, though. Yeah, I mean, the pure genius. Whoever came up with that mm. should should be getting a good bonus this year, I think. Definitely. Um, and it'd be interesting to know how many people have tried it with baked beans. I really want to try them with baked beans, but mm. I'm not a massive fan of Weetabix. But I think that's the milk side of it. I don't like it when it gets all milky and stodgy. And... Oh, I quite like that. Do you? I think also Mum and Charlotte tend to have Weetabix with warm milk and I honestly couldn't think of anything worse than warm milk like on a Weetabix diesel still think I'd rather have diesel than warm milk on Weetabix warm milk and cereal the smell no not happy oh really yeah oh that's very odd yes because I I quite quite like it and in fact I don't think I could eat Weetabix with baked beans it'd be too dry unless they were Mm. very runny beans well if it was hot beans it would soak in wouldn't it Depends how you do the beans. If you do it James May yeah. style in a saucepan until they're virtually burnt, then the beans just sort of rough up a little mm. bit. It's much for, my, for me, it's a much better way of doing it in a saucepan than microwave. Oh, yeah, always. That's a topic for another day. Anyway, last week we had a couple of topics. We, we spoke about the lady who'd had the mishap with the Gorilla Glue. Mm. And in Davros's, Davros's weekly email, he seems to think that uh, Gorilla Glue is made from gorillas, which <sighs> I can assure you it is not. I think the purpose is that it's as strong as a gorilla. Yes, absolutely. It's a marketing term. It's not, <laughs> not, it's not, not a list of ingredients. From... No. <laughs> no. I can imagine they wouldn't be allowed to sell it anymore if it was made from gorillas. Well, I don't know. Who knows? But uh, I wouldn't have thought so somehow um, at all. Uh, and he also talks about the dead cats we spoke about 
last week and whether they bounce or not. And he then made a very, very sensible suggestion that it could be tackled by the Mythbusters team. It could be, but I still they're still dropping dead cats. Yes, it is not pleasant. I don't think anybody um, wants to be trying to figure that one out. Well, in the name of science. Oh, yeah. I think you might get a few uh, reports on that. Who's the people that you report TV shows to? Off, off cam, whatever they're called. Ofcom. Ofcom. That's the one. Yeah, Ofcom will be getting a few letters of disapproval. Yes, but I think they do for whatever's on, to be honest. There's certain element of society that will complain about just about mm. everything. Yes, I think Holly Willoughby got a few for her low-cut dress. Oh, yeah. Why? Just the why? If you don't like it, turn over. Yeah. <laughs> why I think she anyway. looked amazing. So, also, Davros dobs in Orange Marshall too uh, for never cutting your own hair. I don't know what's happened there. The last time I saw Orange Marshall 2, he had very long curly locks. Presumably uh. he hasn't got any of those anymore. So it would be interesting <laughs> to see him, hopefully, in a few weeks' time. So going back to the Gorilla Glue, I, I see the young lady has been uh, sorted out. She started a crowdfunding-type page uh, to help with removing this stuff because you know, it's clearly it's a serious incident at this point. And a plastic surgeon stepped in and, and did it for free. Oh, um, that's nice. He's, he's obviously, yeah, he's obviously had experience of this. The the young lady, I can't remember her name, had raised about $20,000. Mm. And the surgery would have cost something like 12000 but obviously that was free. She had to fly to the other side of the state, so she took the money out of the 20000 for that as expenses. And the rest she's given to charity, which I think oh. is, is highly commendable. Oh, so yes, my opinion of like her changed now. Wins. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Well, the yeah, problem with the I'm going to sue them is you don't know whether it's the media picking True. up something that's not really there. Or just an, an initial reaction. Like, obviously, in the moment, the way people react is very different to when they logically think out what has happened. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, the, the, the comment, why doesn't it say that on the packet when you're trying to deal with stuck down hair, mm. could be translated as, I'm going to sue them. Yeah, yeah. that's Press. definitely a panic comment, isn't it? Why, why did I do this? Yes, why is it on yes. there? <laughs> oh, bless. Well, that's, that's a nice ending. That is a very nice ending it to is that nice story, ending, actually. I like that. And Zoom is just the gift that keeps on giving, as far as I'm concerned. So this week we've had, uh, I think it was a meeting between a judge and a lawyer in America. And obviously the lawyer had been fiddling with his Zoom settings. And I didn't know you could do this, but he transformed himself into a cat. Mm -hmm. So there's actually a cat speaking on the screen. Unfortunately, he couldn't work out how to turn it off. (laughs) So he was left with the entire zoom meeting as a cat for one mm. thing and it kept apologizing and assuring the judge that he wasn't actually he w- a cat <laughs> i mean it was quite obvious that he wasn't daft. a cat yes <laughs> yes absolutely ones can't work zoom they can't put the passcode in they also can't talk oh that's a good point yeah yeah <laughs> yes very good so that that tickled me there's been a few um things on radio one they've obviously picked up the the cat zoom trend and they had a few people calling in telling stories of times that they got stuck with strange face on zoom and they've actually started a a thing where they try and persuade people to do an important meeting as a cat (laughs) and see what happens 
Yes, there is a company where you can get a goat to join your Zoom meeting. You can. Uh, <laughs> which is brilliant for a fiver. Uh, that's got to be worth doing at some mm. point. To be honest, that's not the strangest thing I've heard in my time. Probably not the strangest thing you've said either, to be honest. No, I've... Uh, did you know that you can hire um, alpacas dressed up as a bride and groom to attend your wedding? No, I did not know that. That is a thing that you can do. Why? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> Honestly, who knows? That is astonishing. People that are a bit obsessed with alpacas, I assume. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, they are quite a lovable animal. Mm. And whilst we're talking of Zoom, there's a, an advert for a kitchen company on at the moment where you have some sort of kitchen dread because it's in such a state mm. that you put this really garish Zoom background on and people go, no, you can turn that off now, that's too bright. Why don't these people with dodgy kitchens put the background of a kitchen? That would make more sense, wouldn't it? It would, wouldn't it? Grab a photo from one of the kitchen websites, stick that as your background, job yeah. done. Pretend you're in a really luscious, fancy kitchen. Much, much cheaper. Really, a hell of a mm-hmm. lot cheaper. So that's that's my advice to you. So I've actually got down to the allotment this weekend and spread another 12 bags of organic compost out, which was quite nice to do. The ground was absolutely frozen, though. We were walking on yeah. it to spread the thing, and it was, it was, it was not moving at all. But, uh, we've had a fair bit of rain today. It's quite a bit warmer, so hopefully that's now pulling those nutrients down into the soil. So we've got a nice weekend this weekend, so we might go and do That's an hour the thing or so though, at the there. moment. When it's a nice weekend, it, the ground does tend to be frozen because it is still rather cold. Yes, I think the temperature for this weekend is a little bit higher, though. So oh, that'll be nice. Ho- yeah, yeah, because we were out for about an hour, and that was long enough, to be honest, that mm. uh, the wind was, was whistling through. So have you any other news for the week? No, no other news, really. It's been a bit of a quiet week apart from a very fun zoom quiz on saturday night that was a bit too much fun that was a bit too much fun to be honest yes sunday morning wasn't particularly pleasant i have to say it well i had to sleep on the sofa because there was nowhere i was sleeping in the bedroom next to the drunken mess i had as a partner (laughs) (laughs) i thought get a better night's sleep on the sofa Yes, yes, I was a bit, uh, well, crusty on the Sunday morning. Fortunately, I had t- taken a big glass of water up, so I had a big gulp oh, at about four o'clock in the morning. Saved and, yourself. Uh, mm. Yeah, that was, that was much, much better, but it was good fun. And these are uh, some friends we met on the Italian job in 2017 and then 19. And as part of that trip, you have a gala dinner at the end. And the 2019 was all sorts of anniversaries. It was mm-hmm. 60 years of the film and... 50 years of that and 10 years of this uh, and importantly 30 years of that charity run the gala dinner was at Lancaster Hotel in London which was in the original Italian job when Charlie Croker comes out of prison that's the first place he goes to and it was it was fantastic we had uh, Judge Rinder there who stopped and chatted for ages about who is a lovely man actually he is a lovely man mm. and gave a fantastic speech about helping and the charity involved is Buttle, which helps uh, disadvantaged children in the UK. Very interesting charity. We'll stick a link on the on the website to it. it. They do great, great works. And they're funded slightly differently. So Mr. Buttle, who set it up, or Reverend Buttle, actually managed to amass a million pounds before he passed away. And that chunk of money has funded the charity since then. And so they... 
it doesn't cost them anything to run the charity. So everything that gets donated goes to help children, which Bridget's is fantastic. Amazing. Mm. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so we've we got on quite well with them, and uh, we've met up a couple of times since then, and decided to have a a Zoom quiz, which descended into pretty much anarchy. I would have said. I think it <laughs> fairly, did fairly quickly. Honest. Fairly quickly, there were some very dodgy questions in there. Some dodgy questions and some dodgy remarks being made. Oh, I don't remember any of those. <laughs> But yes, I think we organised a barbecue for when we come out of lockdown, which I think might be still a bit cold for. Well, it depends where we come out. Mm, uh, one one for wearing shorts, so yes. So barbecuing at any time of year, I guess it's probably okay. Uh, well, we've got a number of barbecues lined up. We've got one with DJ Finn. So oh, yes. A, a vegan Oh, fest. a vegan barbecue. I forgot yeah, about that one. That. As long as yes. I'm allowed to bring regular wine yes i think we had a conversation about that and he tends to turn a bit of a blind eye which Mm -hmm. you can understand so do you have a top tip for us then dippy i do it's a it is a a slightly rogue one it's for all of those it's it's for all of those people who are currently in lockdown alone and feeling a bit alone and and just need a little a little bit of not just human contact because this technically isn't human contact but just, just a bit of a feeling that there's somebody else there. So get a glove, fill it, well, preferably like a plastic, like a cleaning glove. Like a, a marigold glove. Or yes, like a marigold glove. Feel it, fill it, feel it, sorry, fill it with warm water and then put it on top of your palm and it will feel like someone's holding your hand. That's quite sweet, actually. That is. I thought so. It's a nice... If you need a little bit of feeling like you're not by yourself completely. Presumably there is a sweet spot at which the, it's a bit like a hot water bottle and the water starts to get cold and it then becomes unpleasant. Yeah. Yes, that's a very nice thought. Or it's too hot and it scolds you to start with. <laughs> yes, very good. So I have a fun fact for the week, which is a lot less controversial than last week's one. I'm sure I can pick it apart. <laughs> well, you, you can't because it's a fact. Okay. The national animal of Scotland is the unicorn. I knew that, actually, strangely. I think it was on a quiz. But yeah, ah. how cool is that, that their their national animal is a unicorn? Yeah, very. Chosen because of its association with dominance and chivalry, mm. as well as purity and innocence. And I also think Scotland is quite like a mythically place. Obviously not actually, like, Scotland is real, but like... It's where you've got like the Loch Ness monster and all the mountains and stuff. I feel like you could find a reindeer, a reindeer, a unicorn there if you really tried. So, out of those two things that you brought up, the Loch Ness monster, which mm. is not real, the mountains are real. There's really mm. mountains there. That's not that's not a myth. No, but you I know. Do you know one. what I mean? It's like a it's like it's a, a Lord of the Rings kingdom. type yes. setting. Yeah, yes, exactly. I feel like pretty. Very pretty indeed. If you've done the North North Coast 500, you'll know exactly how pretty that uh, that coastline is. That's it for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can help spread Lippy and Grumpy's view on life by leaving a review on your favourite podcast platform. If you're not sure how to leave a review, or if you download from Spotify, there's some help at lippyandgrumpy.uk slash review. And if you would like to get in touch, email podcast at lippyandgrumpy.uk. So it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from him. Goodbye. <laughs>